I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. I'm here with Zach Rizzuto. We're going to review week three, the fantasy developments, fantasy takeaways, all the stuff that happened today that either killed your fantasy team, that might make it better for next week, but the stuff you need to know, okay? Yeah. Going to week four. All right, so we're going to break it all down. Zach is a little upset right now um, because of the fact that the Cowboys just lost to nah. the Arizona Cardinals. They were 11.5-point favorites. Definitely one of the biggest surprises of the week. Cardinals yep. were up all game. The Cowboys had no answer. And then we actually had some good fantasy performances from a few guys on the Cardinals. All the guys that we didn't think were going to do well, like James Conner, Hollywood Brown, Josh Jobs, having a fantasy day himself. <laughs> Lamar Dobbs. Okay. <laughs> what's going on Zach what's going on with the Cowboys okay I'm not going to take too long on this with the Cowboys it was just <laughs> poorly coached the whole time I mean the defense got run over and I think the Cowboys just overlooked them that's that's just how it was and I'm not going to yeah. be wishy-washy about it you know it's just I'm not that upset I figured this would be like there's a chance that this happens and if you ask anybody if you watch the Cardinals these past two weeks they're not that bad <laughs> and I'm not trying to pad the Cowboys at all here, but like if you're gonna lose to a team, there's nothing like obviously it's bad, but they clearly aren't through three weeks the worst team in football. And obviously it looked that way because they were 0-2, but you know, good game by the Cardinals. Cowboys didn't have anything going. I, I just thought the offensive play calling was so bad for the Cowboys, and that's what hurt a lot of it. And I don't know if you saw the one play, CD Lamb. If you're a CD Lamb fantasy manager like I am, you're pissed at him because they threw a fade to him in the end zone. He didn't even try for it. He just immediately started looking for the flag. So that just tells you all you need to know. It was a horrific game to watch, but it's fine. I'm here for fantasy football. We have much more interesting things to cover, and I'm actually in a good mood about that. <laughs> good. I'm glad you are, man, because you seem like it. You seem like you're in a good mood right now. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> I am. Well, how'd your Jets do? If you if you want to play that game, <laughs> no man, absolutely terrible, dude. Like I was watching that game. I had that game up as one of the games that were that was up on the TVs, and um, just brutal, dude. Just absolutely brutal. You know, the Jets actually put together a drive. They ended up scoring a touchdown. Um, but like Zach Wilson, fourth down. What are you doing, dude? Like you're throwing it. Why did you just throw it at the sticks? Like why are you throwing yep. it at the line of scrimmage? It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense yeah. at all. Anyway, who scored the touchdown? Like nobody. <laughs> who was that dude. that scored that touchdown? Not a top three running back on your team. I don't even know. I don't even know who it was. I don't even remember who it was. His I name, I, I forget it. I, I saw it when I was doing my review. I was like, who is this guy? He had one carry for one yard and a touchdown, and he led the team in fantasy points. Nick bought it. <laughs> who? Oh, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know who that is, and I'm a Jets yeah. fan. That's unbelievable. They have That's oh, they have him listed as a fullback. Okay. That's what so. it is. Unbelievable. Anyway, the Dolphins went crazy. Specifically, Raheem Mostert, Devon A. Chain. Miami dropped 70 points on the Broncos, dude. 726 yards on offense. Tua looked extremely sharp. But the story of the game with these running backs, man, you know, as far as fantasy goes, okay. Yeah. Raheem Mostert, 18 carries for 82 yards. You know, a little, it's modest. But he had three touchdowns on the ground. And he also caught seven of his eight targets. Or no, no, I'm sorry. He had seven targets. He caught all seven of his targets for 60 yards and a touchdown. Devon Aching, out of nowhere, get an opportunity. Why? Why did he get opportunity in this game? Because Salvin Ahmed was banged up. Okay? He got 18 carries for 203 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. And then he ended up catching four targets for 30 yards and another two touchdowns through the air. Okay, so four touchdowns for each of them if you're keeping count. And if you started Mostert, he was a big reason why you won your week. You probably didn't start A-Chain, you know, unless you were desperate. Some people were desperate enough to start uh, A-Chain because I saw the questions, and for every question that had A-Chain in it, I told you to not play A-Chain, most likely. And, you know, that desperation might have worked out for you if you ended up playing him. But... Let's talk about you know what we expect moving forward, Zach. How, like this is this is a crazy performance here. Yeah, and not one we're going to see. Like you can't expect anything close to this production. You can't say, "Oh, this might happen next year. This might happen two years from now. It's not going to happen this decade again." I mean, maybe with this offense, who knows? Because <laughs> if you ask me, the biggest thing I saw today from the Dolphins was just fantastic coaching game plan scheming all that stuff it was beautiful did you see the first touch i think it was a devon a chain where tua wasn't even looking at him and he flipped the pass forward with not his left hand but his right hand like crazy game plans uh, all I these think different that was schemes, Mostert. Every, i think that was most yeah mistaken. either way i think so i uh, sorry i lost Sick, track though. each of them scored four touchdowns so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my Sick fault touchdown, anyway, dude there was Sick so touchdown. yeah there were so many touchdowns in this game. is ridiculous. So moving forward, what to expect? Devon A-Chain, well, Salvan Ackman, he probably wasn't thinking that he was having to worry too much about losing his job, but it looks like that's the case now. I mean, Devon A-Chain came out of nowhere. You lucked out because I had him on my bench. I didn't have yep. to play him. I wasn't desperate, and I got screwed. But we're not going to have this type <laughs> of performance every week. What's also hilarious is that this was done without Jalen Waddle. So that's also something I'm keeping in mind, but the fact that everybody was doing it, like what other takeaways can you have than this is the type of offense anybody can score in this offense. Devon A. Chain, he's probably on waivers, maybe. A yeah. couple of people might have held him 
on their bench just because you know we talked about him a little bit on this podcast definitely pick him up <laughs> you know that's like the base <laughs> yeah, level I analysis so. i i think that he's definitely gonna be pushing for touches with raheem Mostert. i wouldn't be surprised if they continue to split it because they did split the work relatively similarly where devon yeah. chain didn't get the receiving work raheem Mostert did but devon chain also got more carries um raheem Mostert's also also a little also a little older so devon chain he did he scored his last long touchdown when i thought he would be out because they were already yeah, up. Yeah, me too. 56. That was interesting to me. So yeah. that was like a really nice stat pattern. Unnecessary, but totally welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just the running backs. I don't think this is going to be the norm every week. Once Jalen Waddle comes back, I do think that the receivers are going to continue to be the higher scoring players here. But this was just an all-around domination. And the Broncos gave up. I mean, from the first play, not, not necessarily the, first, the third play, when Tyreek Hill scored a touchdown, like it looked like he was going to be bad. So... That's my takeaway. I mean, you're picking up Devon A. Chain. That's the main thing that changed. Obviously, the rest of these guys, you're not going to expect this from every week, from them every yeah. week. Tyreek Hill, right. yes, you can. Like Tyreek Hill could have had a huge game if this wasn't just you know running backs on running backs on running backs. But um, yeah, that's the exactly, way I man. look at. It. And by the way, you were right. It was Devon A. Chain getting the no look pass. So I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't have corrected you there. So it was Devon oh, no, A. Chain. That first of all, that pass though. It was one of the prettiest no look touchdown passes I have ever seen. Like, right. it was just executed to perfection. It, it was such a cool, such a cool play design. But then, to it, like his execution was just like on point. Um, well, he was so, looking like directly at the defender. It wasn't like he was looking off into nowhere. He was looking at the defender. He just flipped it, and I was like, "Whoa!" You know, I, I think I'm late to the party, but Tua is just—he's just a beast, man. Yeah, he's a beast. And you know, now listen, we do have to credit Mike McDaniel here, though. Because that's of also course. a big part of it. He's putting him in a fantastic but situation. At, at the end of the day, it's like you got to give some credit where credit is due, right? It's like you mm -hmm. can't give all the credit for, for Patrick Mahomes to Andy Reid, you know? And yeah. this is one of those situations where, you know, the OC and the quarterback is a match made in heaven. And I think Tua is a big reason why they're winning games. And I think he's just a very, very good quarterback. You know, he's just doing his thing. So. Yeah. Big shout out to, to him and him. You know, there's a lot of people who have been on the Tua train since he was drafted. A lot of people were on the Tua train before last season. So credit to those people, to be honest, because Tua is 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 the real deal. Okay. I'm not, not going to take a victory lap too much here, but I will say coming into the season, I did. I put it somewhere. I know I can find it. I'll pull up a receipt that Tua could be a top five quarterback. You did. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. That was 100%. I think, um, I think he was my I guy. What episode? I think he was your I think guy. That was yeah, my guy. There was a uh, Tua was your guy. He was like the quarterback that you chose for your my guys was Tua. Mm -hmm. So, bam, bam, Zach, doing his thing. <laughs> love it. Feeling. I love it. I mean, and and look, it's looking like that's going to be the case, man. It look, it's looking like he is going to be a top five quarterback this week, this year, because Justin Fields not top five conversation right now, right? No, not even close. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, he had a good this game. Week, did, he, he, we'll this that. this year, this week he did, but the overall the offense is looking shaky. And we'll get to that. But yep. going back to the HN. This is a very tricky situation in terms of how we're treating A-Chain coming off of waivers, right? How much we're spending if he's available in your league. He's he's available in a ton of leagues, okay? He is going to be on the waiver wire list this week. He's definitely worth a number one waiver priority. I think that's, like, not what we're talking about here. Uh, that's obvious. But if we're spending fab, like, what do you do, right? Raheem Mostert, he's not going away, likely, most likely not going away. Jeff Wilson's coming back in week five. But Adrian showed special ability in this game, right? He definitely earned a role. So yeah. in a normal game, and this was not a normal game, this is an outlier of outliers 
type of game overall, it's rare to have two running backs score one touchdown each, let alone four each, right? Yeah. So <laughs> is it worth dropping a ton of fab? I mean, he can have big games, but and he has big playability, no doubt. I'm just not sure Mike McDaniel has these other running backs move out of the rotation. And maybe he should, you know, like, but I'm not sure it happens. He, he did get 50% of the goal line snaps, which is really good to see. Um, he was used near the goal line, right? He was used a little bit in all situations along Mostert. Um, at the end of the day, though, like, I think getting this guy on your roster is something you try to do, right? Like, and just hope that they realize what they have in A-Chain and they play him as their lead guy at some point. Um, so I think I'm okay spending up, but I'm not sure I'm ready to just drop the rest of my fab on him, right? Mm -hmm. You know, last week we dropped it all on Ford because we kind of knew he was going to be the lead guy. Like the role was relatively clear. This isn't as clear. Like talent seems to be clear the way that he performed in this game, but the role is not. Um, and it's a situation where you, you kind of have to bet on the talent and I'm fine betting on the talent because, because like, you'll just be kicking yourself because he look he looks like a league winner, right? The way that w- what we just saw, um, yeah. he just looked electric. But you know, and you'll be kicking yourself if you didn't at least attempt to grab him. But am I spending all my fab? Man, I want to, but I'm not sure if I if I should. No, I, I think you're right on the money with that one because you look at it. This is an offense. It's not just one or two guys scoring. And obviously, it's easy to see the in totality when they score 70 points, who is going to be able to score on this offense. But it's not just the receivers doing it. You know, you look at you have Tyree Hill and Jalen Waddle and Tua, you think, oh, you know, it's going to be receiving pass heavy offense. You know, these are going to be the guys getting it done on a weekly basis. But it looks like Mike McDaniel's doing a really good job of utilizing the running backs. Now, Raheem Mostert's been the guy, you know, this season so far. Devon H. only had, what, one point? Coming in his game on the season through two games, he didn't even start the first week. So I would definitely agree with pumping the brakes on Devon A. Chain a little bit, but I do think he should still be picked up. Jeff Wilson coming back in would definitely complicate it, like you mentioned, but I'm not sure how much run he's going to get. Raheem, Raheem Mostert looks pretty youthful right now. He's doing exactly what they want him to do in the Dolphins offense. If there's going to be an odd man out, like could it be Jeff Wilson when he comes back? Because at this point, it looks like Devon H. and Raheem Mostert, their skill sets work perfect for what this offense is But that's the doing. thing. I don't know who the odd man out is. They had Raheem Mostert last year. They traded for Jeff Wilson and then proceeded to play him over Mostert in a lot of situations, right? right. So, like, I don't know. Um, you know, Jeff Wilson's agent, uh, Rosenhaus, said that he is good. he will be good to go once he's back in week five in terms of him coming off IR and being ready to play. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. This is a tough situation. All right, let's move on. Enough about the Dolphins. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. 
Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today. Uh, on the other side of the ball, two straight games now that Cortland Sutton has out-targeted Jerry Judy. Okay, 27% target mm-hmm. share last week with Judy back. I give the benefit of doubt to Judy, saying like, hey, like this is his first game back. Let's see what happens next week. So next week, where's this week? 29% target share for Cortland Sutton in Judy's second game. So next week, I'm not sure how we can justify ranking Judy over Sutton. No, I, I'm in agreement. And I'm just really confused because we knew kind of that Cortland Sutton might have a chance to be like a bounce back candidate because there were reports coming out of training camp and, you know, leading in the offseason that Cortland Sutton was Russell Wilson's guy and Jerry Judy was banged up. But this doesn't look like the same Jerry Judy we were seeing last year where he was overcoming the offense. He was in, you know, he was obviously the clear guy in that offense. Cortland Sutton wasn't doing much of anything last year. And now it's completely flipped where it looks like Jerry Judy's playing the Cortland Sutton role from last year where he's just this guy that's getting some targets. I personally think that this was really low given the negative game script they were in. Only seven targets. That, that's pretty tough. And Marvin Mims, he's still looking like a big play threat. So he's obviously oh, yeah. the downfield threat. Cortland Sutton's the go-to guy. What does that leave for Judy? I mean, you saw it today. Obviously, he only had he had 81 yards on five catches, which isn't that bad. But when you that's look good. at what's happening around him, and the opportunity that they had in this game to move the ball. You know, they were playing a negative game script. Of course, they're throwing the ball, and he didn't really come through for you today. So is it okay to hit the panic button on Judy a little bit? Because that's kind of where I'm at with him right now. I mean, I was, we had him pegged as a potential breakout this season, but the Broncos obviously have issues on offense too to work through, and maybe that's because they're not using Judy enough. But for right now, I mean, he's not playing anywhere near high enough a level that you want him to. And he's kind of left you hanging, especially in an offense where like Cortland Sutton and Marvin Mims are doing their things. And Marvin Mims, he's only getting two or three catches a game. Yeah, and eighteen percent target share, you know, is not necessarily going to get it done for you, right? He the amount of targets he got, he had was was fine, but like they threw the ball a lot in this game. Okay, so eighteen percent target share compared to twenty nine percent target share. There, there's a clear number one through these last two weeks. Okay, right. Um, Jerome Ford. Ended up scoring two touchdowns uh, in his game against the Titans this week. So he got it done for fantasy. He only took his 10 carries for 18 yards. Uh, th- so this is truly the toughest rushing defense in the NFL right now, I think. Um, it might be them and the Lions right now because the way the Lions right. just handled Bijan. Um, but, you know, when you consider Cleveland's offensive line, you know, Ford did run a lot of routes, which is great. He was a primary back. It wasn't even close, to be honest. Hunt was active for this game and played. Um and so, like, you know, I think moving forward, you're pretty confident in Jerome Ford's role. Maybe Kareem Hunt starts, you know, moving in a little bit into the snap snap share. But it seems like and, and you know, I think Kevin Stefanski said it multiple times that Ford is the guy. Uh, but this was a good a good something good to see. Obviously, you don't want to see 10 carries for 18 yards, but the matchup was absolutely brutal for him. He ended up doing his thing. It, 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 a lot of people benched him this week. Um, I advise a lot of people to bench him this week, so I apologize if he was on your bench. He did score two touchdowns, but like, hey, like, what are you going to do? Ten. I was looking at the ten carries for eighteen yards as a possibility with no touchdowns. That would have really sucked. One point eight fantasy points wouldn't have got it done. But you know, he did get lucky with those touchdowns. So I'm glad if he wasn't in your lineup. I'm glad. I hope it worked out for you. Yeah, the, the touchdowns were fine, and I think that Kareem Hunt's definitely going to roll in a little bit more. You know, we saw this the whole time, even with Nick Chubb when he was healthy you know that's just how they've been used in cleveland so far but it looks like jerome ford i'm not gonna say he's as talented as nick chubb 
he's still obviously the most talented running back here, and he's going to have the first crack at pretty much everything. Um, and it is interesting, too, because he also got that work in the receiving game, which we don't usually – we hadn't really seen from Nick Chubb. I'm not going to compare them to much more after that, after that sentence. But anyway, 10 carries for 18 yards, like you said. That matchup was tough, and I'm not a huge fan of that production, but you're, you're right with the touchdowns. They were there. It looks like he's going to be a starter moving forward. Do you think he could appreciate any more in terms of his value? Like, I'm looking at him. If I if I have him, if I picked him up off the waivers, you know, and he had this type of performance, two touchdowns inflated his uh, production today. Do you think the ceiling is still there in this offense, or do you think he could be a potential sell-high candidate? Um, That's a good question. I, I think I think he's a hold for me. Uh, I don't think he's a sell-high I don't think anybody looks at. I think people will be able to like kind of look at the the the, the game log and see that he only had ten carries for eighteen yards. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't look at that as a sell high, to be honest with you, because he's the guy on on early downs. Um, you know, I I don't look at the situation as a sell high situation because I do think he's going to be the guy. He was involved in the receiving game as well. He did run a lot of routes. They did like his receiving ability, right? before the Chubb injury where he was the guy who played the Kareem Hunt role. Right. So right. that's, that's something that I'm looking at. Um, I think his, he has better matchups coming up, you know, overall now for, you know, a couple of matchups he has coming up right now aren't great, but after that he should be okay. So I think he's a running back too that you can start all year long. Um, obviously, you know, if you want to upgrade from that and you, you want to do like a little two for one or something like that, I would gladly trade him away. I don't think he's an RB1 at all. I don't think he's going to be a top 12 running back, but he he definitely has the upside to be a, a you know, a mid-level RB2 the rest of the way. Right. You know, and the two touchdowns also, he, he it didn't give him too many, you know, fantasy points this week. You know, it's like he had the two touchdowns, a few catches, and that was it. So, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, anyway, uh, on the other side of the ball, uh, you know, obviously the Titans were down the entire game. Tajay Spears ended up playing as the primary running back the entire game. Uh, Derrick Henry really shit the bed for you this week because of that game script. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, now, going to the Saints-Packers game, Derek Carr got hurt in this game. Seemed pretty serious at the time of the injury, but the injury seems to be an AC spring. So, like, it doesn't seem to be, like, a broken shoulder or anything like that. Um, it is a shoulder injury. He's not expected to miss the season, which is good news. Uh, but Jameis Winston will take over until he does come back. And if you're wondering about whether that's good for Chris Olave or not, I think it's good for Chris Olave. Um, you know, more big plays, more downfield throws. Uh, so I'm not worried about Olave at all if you are. Um, but, uh, you know, you even saw it in this game, you know, once Jameis took over. And if you're wondering what the target share looked like, he did target Michael Thomas the most, followed by Olave. Um, and the target distribution is likely going to be tight you know, between those two guys. I'm not sure how good Jameis is going to be for Alvin Kamara, though. Like, we saw this before, right, where Jameis is, like, continuously looking downfield. And the fact that he mm-hmm. has Michael Thomas healthy and he has Chris Olave and he has Juwan Johnson, who was his third target in this game, you know, he might be looking downfield a lot and Alvin Kamara might suffer because of it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, speaking of the backfield, though, Kendrick Miller, you know, he could be dropped, I think. Like, he didn't do much this week. He shared the loan with, load with Tony Jones, uh, and Kamara is back next week. So, you know, if Miller went crazy this week, I would have wanted to keep him on my roster. And you can still keep him. I think it's fine. Um, but I think yeah. if you need to drop him, I'm totally fine dropping him at this point. 
Yeah, if he did anything out of the ordinary, you know, if he looked like anything besides just like the replacement back, then maybe there would be reason yeah. to be like, yep, his arrow for his, in terms of his stock is pointing up. But for me, it's like stuck sideways. You know, he didn't exactly. look fantastic. And Tony Jones, they put up very similar rushing lines. Miller didn't get much right. in the receiving game. So he didn't separate himself. And that's what we were kind of going into this game saying, like, this is his opportunity to separate himself before Kamara comes back. Jamal Williams is out of the way. And obviously it was a weird game script because they went up and then they just stopped producing an offense and yep. obviously james winston coming like you mentioned could cloud things up a little bit but kendra miller right now i think if you hold on to him there's a there's still a chance that he could have a role as long as jamal williams is out but it doesn't look like he's it's gonna be any type of takeover like we were kind of saying could be the case um Agreed. once alvin Kamara comes back they're gonna use him and then just going back to like what you said about chris Olave, Derek carr was throwing the ball deep he just you know i think the main takeaway for me with Jameis Winston coming in is that it's not going to be that steep a fall in terms of the deep target frequency that we see for Chris Olave. Because James Winston, like you mentioned, likes to push the ball downfield. And Chris Olave, again, looked really good. Obviously, he's been scoring without scoring touchdowns, but he's had at least 10 targets in each of his three games. So I'm not worried about him at all. What's the point of A.J. Dillon being on fantasy rosters? Like, if he is unstartable... Is while Aaron Jones is out, like, why even keep him? The Lions next week is not a good matchup, right? They just kept B. John Robinson and the Atlanta offensive line to 3.3 yards per carry, okay? So I'm dropping A.J. Dillon right now. You know, even if yeah. Aaron Jones is out next week again, I'll, I don't want to start him because that's just literally he's just going to ruin your fantasy week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's a roster clogger. He's the definition of a roster clogger right now. Yeah, he is just a roster clogger. And we were kind of onto this last week coming into the game. We were like, AJ Dillon, you know, he hasn't been really efficient. And we talked about him. Like everyone mentions him as this like supreme handcuff if AJ, if yeah. not AJ, if Aaron Jones is out, but he hasn't. So like everyone's kind of catching who's, on. Who's to that the better now. handcuff, dude? You know, it's funny. Like who's the better handcuff, Zeke or AJ Dillon? <laughs> At this point, I don't know. It's I don't Zeke, want to make dude, that comparison close. Right now, but it kind of looks like <laughs> Zeke because AJ Dillon, regardless of the work that he's fed, he just continually does a little less than average in terms of his efficiency which is he's just worse not... than zeke right now yeah and that that's a low bar to clear you're on a patriots <laughs> offense too over there Ugh, it was oh disgusting God, yeah aj Dillon can be dropped don't worry about it um if if he comes back and he has some fantastic game in the future you can yell at us you can come back and catch catch us on this one but i think he the won't. general consensus is you can drop aj Dillon, and we're he in won't. on that I think we'll be fine. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.